Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of Bethel. Verse 19, And he called the name of that place Bethel or Bethel. This is the first revelation of the house of God in Scripture. And I need you to work with me for the first 15 or 20 minutes because we've got to pull a lot of pieces and loose ends together. We're going to look at a number of scriptures this morning. This is the first mention of the house of God in the Bible. And anytime you find a subject where it is introduced, that first mention helps to define the nature of that subject for the rest of scripture. The rest of scripture will add to or complement the initial revelation. The reason this is important is most of you understand when we talk about the house of God, we are not talking about buildings. We're not talking about denominations. We are talking about the eternal dwelling place of God. The Bible uh, teaches clearly that the church, the born again, the redeemed, are living stones, according to 1 Peter 2, fitly framed together, stones that are framed together, building, if you will, the eternal dwelling place of God, the house of God where he will dwell forever. The, the parallel goes on and on. I don't want to go any further except just to announce this subject is important to us because it defines the nature of the house of God that I think for the most part the New Testament church has completely missed, at least in my lifetime. I want us to look at the aspects of the parts, the nature of this house. Number one, God was in this house. He says, God is here and I didn't even know it. God was there. Number two, there was an open heaven. Open heaven just means literally that the demonic realm was broken off and there was just a clearness, a clarity between the realm of God's dominion and what was happening there on earth. I mean, no, that's what we hunger and cry for all over the planet is the open heavens. And so there's an open heaven. God is there. There was a ladder, a ladder where angels ascended and descended. Angels ascend when they've completed an assignment. They descend when they've been assigned. I remind you that the natural realm of the angelic host is the supernatural. They are assigned to carry out supernatural tasks. They have been bored, as we've told you, for decades. They've been bored for decades because they simply await for Christians who will live a lifestyle of risk because their job is to bring the reality of God's dominion, the reality of his rule into situations that afflict and torment people. And so angels have been assigned to assist us into the supernatural. Hebrews 1 verse 14 says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to render service for those who would inherit salvation? Angels are necessary to complete uh, the assignment of the Lord. I would dare say this. You have never been involved in any supernatural activity except that the angels of the Lord were there to enforce and to help you to carry that assignment out. The only time we don't need them is when we don't take risks, when we don't move into that realm of risk where heaven invades earth. Angelic uh, beings are essential and important for us. I think in the next five to ten years, not only are the the, uh, visitations of angels increasing, but the understanding that is already contained in Scripture. We're not talking about adding something. I mean, until God reveals something, you're blind to it. And the scripture is filled with instruction on cooperation with that realm. Now, lest you become afraid, I would declare it's, it's foolish to worship 
angels, but it is equally foolish to ignore them. This is a picture of the house of God that has an open heaven above it. God is there and angels ascend and descend. Now, I would admit with you, God doesn't need angels, but he doesn't need you and me either. He doesn't need an angel. Why, why would he send Gabriel to take a message to Mary that she's going to have birth to the Christ child? I mean, it's completely unnecessary. God can go, show up himself. Except we are ignorant of a very huge aspect of God's value system. He creates everything with divine purpose. Listen carefully. Everything he makes finds its identity and fulfillment in service to him. For those who think that angels will show up on planet earth and preach the gospel if the church doesn't, then the church should not do it because we owe that to the world. Who are they going to believe more? Angels showing up flapping their wings or you and me talking to them? <laughs>